0: Well, welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. Don't forget to go to donotlistenthispodcast.com. That's where you can get information on the podcast. Also, you know, people that support the podcast, um, and you can do one-time donations or you can do recurring donations, we take 50% of that money and we go out and we, free, we feed uh, stray cats and stray dogs, and then the other stuff goes to cover the cost of the podcast. So we appreciate you. And today's guest, I'm really glad to have on. Why don't you just take a second to introduce yourself and tell them about you and your company and then, I, and then I'm
1: going to give you a giant plug after you do that. Sure. Um, well, again, thanks for having me on. Um, so I'm Doug Baring with Little Diablo Salsa. My wife and I um, own the company. We've been at it for about nine years now. Um, we make an all-natural, uh, small-batch um, premium salsa. We have seven flavors. Um, we're in... Um, four or 500 stores now looking to, looking to grow. Um, you know, we don't use any uh, preservatives, no chemicals. Um, and we, we uh, registered a tagline. If you didn't know it come out of a jar, you wouldn't know it come out of a jar. Um, <laughs> That's good luck. That's a good one. Uh, and you're yeah. in
0: Michigan, and you're in Michigan, right?
1: We are. Yep. We we're, We have okay. a salsa from Detroit city.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to endorse this product. And I'm going to tell you why, um, Doug uh, was kind enough to jump in and do some product placement on one, on one of our Bobby, the bear films. And he sent us these, he sent us a bunch of the products and they were so good. I mean, they were beyond delicious. Um, And I really, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. You know, when you, we also have another project, that's a food review site. And so we, we know a little bit about this stuff. Not too much, right? We're kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're just, th- did it taste good? But this stuff, I mean, everybody that ate it kept on coming back for more. And I, I ended up just having to, I had to raffle the jars off. So <laughs> I, I personally loved the pineapple.
1: But that what one was, is to die.
0: What were the other, I didn't want to die for it, but it was good. Um. What are the other flavors? So we have the hot, mild, the hot, and medium, hot, mild, medium. Those were all good. The chipotle, the chipotle little heat, good. a lot of
1: smoke. Yeah. Um, the, uh, roasted garlic, which is probably our number that one. That was, salad.
0: that was really good too. That was great.
1: And, um, and then the zesty onion and artichoke.
0: Yeah. So that one is also out of the world. Yes. So if you're listening to this podcast, Connect with Doug. Uh, what's, your, what's your website for selling this stuff?
1: LittleDiabloSalsa.com. Okay, and
0: they can buy that direct from you, right? Yes, yep. And you ship ship anywhere in the U.S.?
1: Anywhere in the continental USA.
0: Canada, okay. You, you're close oh, enough. We go right? to
1: Canada as well, yeah. Okay, good,
0: great. So no excuses for any of the listeners in those countries. Um, on this episode, what we're going to talk about is uh, businesses that had a challenge during COVID nineteen, and either almost fell apart um, or did fall apart. And I, I'm glad to say that yours didn't fall apart, but it almost did. Right?
1: It. it we had March, April, May. We were concerned.
0: H- hold on one second. We've got some background noise there. Hold on. Let's see if that's coming from me. That might be coming from me. I will. Uh, I will. I won't fix that in post i do these live right and so if that stuff happens it just stays in there that way it's not a super polished thing so
1: back to your answer there okay so um you know right after right after the shutdown i mean we were really nervous we didn't sure. have order for um two months right um, and, and
0: explain explain to people that don't understand this. When you are working with grocery stores and that type of industry, you don't get the cash right away.
1: We we don't. Um, some some of them are sixty days out. Right. You know, you, you got to pay up front for material, um, sit on it, make it, produce it, pay the labor, ship it to them. Right. And and they pay, you know, they say 45 days. But they get wait out. till
0: the, they'll wait till the last minute or if they're and jammed they'll up, stretch. they'll delay the payment. They'll stretch it.
1: They'll stretch it another week. Yep.
0: So did um, you did that was did that compound the issue?
1: Um, very much so. Um, we were at the point, especially after the shutdown, when we weren't producing, we were sitting home. Right, you have more time to think about it. Um, you know, festering. We we tried to pay the the crew for as long as we could. We mm-hmm. sent them grocery money mm-hmm. um, to stay home, um, and we were hoping for the PPP to come in. Um, did that
0: Did that materialize for you or no?
1: Ten um, percent of what we expected. Okay, it was very disappointing. Um, when That's- it did come. Rough. It, um, you know, helped us get the first week of payroll when we opened back up. So was the bank
0: helpful in that process? Were they just kind of, I think a lot of, I, look, I think a lot of banks were just as confused as the people applying for it.
1: So um, a lot of confusion. It? Yeah. They were as helpful as they could be. They right. just didn't know, um, you know, all the things that we were told initially that, you know, um, 1099 employees Yes. Um, you know, you have some sales brokers that were 1099 Wait. Um, del- delivery drivers and we got nothing for them. Ah. Um, and they went based on last year's payroll, which the end of last year, 2019, we had a huge increase. So we brought on three more people. Gotcha. They wouldn't let you calculate any of that in.
0: Yeah. It was, it's, it's, it's really interesting, you know, I mean, I'm glad that they tried something, right? Yes. And I'm glad it worked for some of the people. Um, but um, it's just so difficult. I know a lot of people who, they just got so frustrated in the process that they just left the process. Yes. And, and, and it, the irony was, in them leaving the process, they were able to kind of look around for some creative ideas to try to bring in revenues in different ways. So, so there was two months there where you thought only, we only, the, two, only the two of you were going to be eating the
1: salsa, right? Well, we had a lot of salsa and ramen noodles, I can tell you, you that. You
0: were, you were set for a year of salsa <laughs> diet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we um, weren't going
0: to. Yeah. Were you able to tap into any humor to lighten the load during this situation, or was it just uh, doom and gloom? You didn't see any of my LinkedIn posts? It was I, all I, humor. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> because this is to... this is what we always try to tell clients, you know, what you, you know, when the great thing about humor is it helps you kind of tap into that energy that lets you be creative and also lets you realize, like, look, okay, the worst thing that can happen is I can lose all
1: this. Right? The the you know. That's the worst it, thing that can happen. That, 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 that is the very worst. And after thinking about that, it's like, um, I've got a healthy daughter. I've got a wonderful wife. Um, Bingo. We started this from nothing. We could right. do it again.
0: That's right. And, and that's so, the, and I think what, you know, cause a lot of times clients will call me up and they'll be in a real crisis and, and I'll listen and I've been through it a lot of times and I'll say, well, you know, the problem is you don't really have a problem you know, Correct. You, you just haven't accepted the situation for what it is. There's a phrase, there's a phrase like that I, that I'm from, that some people listening to the podcast will be familiar with, which is acceptance is the key to all my problems today. And there, there's a lot of power in that statement. You know, if you can accept, Hey, look, the worst thing that happens is we're done right through no fault of our own. Right. Yeah. Um, and you can feel that, you know, like yeah, that, that's horrible, it's, it's crappy, it's, it's not good, but it, it's, it, it, it's, it's a business. It's, not, it's, it's, it's not my kid, it's not my wife, it's not my health, it's not, you know, we can do another business.
1: And you know, you, you feel so um, guilty complaining about it when there were so many people that were getting sick, people that were dying. Um, Well, yeah, that's the other thing too. You know, that's, it it becomes really
0: hard for people to, you know, look, it's hard for the people that caught it and died and their families, right? It's an overwhelming amount of grief, one that we aren't even going to be able to tap into until we get to the other side of this, you know, there's got to be some kind of collective healing for that. But it's just too much, right? And that's the worst case scenario. Then you have the businesses like yours that you know, were hitting rough waters and then came out of it. Then you have the businesses that were dying. Now, some of the businesses that died, uh, they were on the path to that kind of ending before COVID hit.
1: COVID and, just helped speed it up.
0: Yeah, and so what we had to do with them was kind of say, look, COVID wasn't your problem in this business. This right. business was not going to make it with or without COVID. The demand shock which I, I talk a lot about is really the business issue. You have this, you know, you, in your situation, the demand came down, right? And yeah. then now, then talk about a couple months in. Talk about how it kind
1: of how it started to kind of heal itself. So the the, the original problem was, and people say, you know what, the grocery stores are packed. Why aren't you? You should be raking it in. Well, the problem, two problems, two-fold problem was the stores stopped ordering specialty products because mm-hmm. they couldn't keep up with the toilet papers, the tunas, and the meats. and Right. Uh, so, And when they started ordering again, maybe in April, the distributors stopped carrying it because they didn't have room on their trucks. You know, a specialty right. item like like ours is maybe a 15 18% markup for them. This is the what paper- I forty percent.
0: This is what I wish people understood. You know, there is so much that you know, when you when we go to the grocery store and take something off the on, off the shelf and go to buy it, there is so much that has happened to get that product to this. you know, there is just. I mean, if you've been in any, you know, I have you, no idea, none, and it's you know until you go visit a factory, right? that makes something. I mean, I, re- I remember, you know, uh, the one that hit me the most was uh, we were doing a tour of the jelly belly factory. And, you know, you think, oh jelly beans, what, you yeah, know, come on, how, how hard, and it's like, <laughs> oh my God, this is a, this is a big, giant <laughs> process. And, you know, there's so many steps and so many people involved and it's not simple. Okay. So the distributor thing started to fall apart. The, um, the, the, the grocery stores are falling apart. How, what happened to get them back on a path where they kind of came back into the picture?
1: Really wasn't until July. Um, you know, small independents, um, local stores, I was delivering myself. Um, you, you walk in with it kind of like a bread route. You walk yeah. in, I have a truck, what do you need? You give it to them and, and they take it, but it's, it's the big change that, That stopped, but it's like in July the shelves were empty, and now it's time for them to start thinking about the specialty items. Everybody ordered it. That was good and bad.
0: Now, did those orders offset the demand shock um from the from the two months?
1: Um Yes and no. It, it it was a it was a nice shot in the arm. Um, August was a record month for us. Okay. Ever. Good. Good. Best best month um, in knock, the last nine years. Knock
0: uh, knock tomatoes, right?
1: Um, what's what's that?
0: Knock tomatoes, right? Because the salsa is made from tomatoes, right?
1: So
0: yeah.
1: Yep. Okay. Um, good. So, in, in September was a very good month as well. In October okay. will end up up. So it, it's just the last three months that. You know, now we're starting to dig out of that hole. Did, you, now start, I again. did you start to sell direct online? Um, we, we do a little bit online. Um, it wasn't a huge part of our business, but it grew. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as you alluded to earlier, you get creative. You mm-hmm. find ways. You know, we started doing What did
0: work. What did you notice when you started selling direct?
1: Um, when you sell direct, you get better placement, um, right. smaller stores, you know, you get to hold it yourself. You get right. to stack it on the shelf. Right. Um, and, you know, where the other ones, um, you know, yeah, there's, there's. You could be, you be lost. Shelf space yeah. that, that nobody's using, you take it. Yeah, that's right. What about selling direct to consumers? Did you do that? Um, yes, that started growing as well. We started doing gift boxes because people sitting home, there's sure. nothing to do but. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you
0: know, good salsa during a quarantine or a shutdown is a very helpful resource. It is, you know, so, you know, I mean, more so than toilet paper. I, <laughs> I, I did not understand the run on toilet paper. I, I kept on saying to my friends, I'm like, I'm really worried about these people. Yeah.
1: What because, are they eating?
0: Yeah. Cause you don't, if you're not eating, you don't need the toilet paper. Right. You know, stock up on the food. Uh, but I, I guess what happens is I guess, I guess people just, you know, I guess everybody's version of PTSD is different, right? And, right. Um, and, and if you've been through some traumas, and I've, I've unfortunately been through some traumas, if you've been through uh, a few of them, you understand quickly, hey, look, I got to take some action here uh, just to get away from everybody else that's not taking action.
1: Right. And, and that was, that was the thought with the gift boxes, send them to your family. You know, mm-hmm. people weren't having enough interaction with each other. What, um, like, what states kind of showed, like, where did you start to get orders from? Um, surprisingly out West. Yeah. Surprisingly, right? surprisingly, yeah. um, you know, salsa country out there. Right. Um, but, but- you know, it was kind of when people out there love salsa from Detroit City.
0: Well, no, that's awesome. I mean, the thing is, is that look, salsa, there's, there's good salsa and there's great salsa. Right? And if you're in a place like California that has great salsa. Yes. Right? You're used to it, right? So you're like, okay, well, let me try something new. So I could see that definitely happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's so a lot of positive feedback.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, like I said, I would encourage everybody that listens to this podcast to to grab one of these uh, jars or a box. Of, don't gift it to your family; just
1: gift it to yourself.
0: <laughs> um, did you have any problems with the supply chain?
1: Um, yes, and still am. Okay, um, talk to us. What's what's there, going on? Um, there was a shortage on glass. Um, oh,
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. And there's a shortage on plastic. Now, you know, we make some uh, dressings and some barbecue sauces and um, can't get plastic bottles. Can't get. Really? Yeah. It's everything's. uh, Where were you getting, where were you getting them before? Well, um, you know, it's. um, China. China, right. Yeah, Wherever we could. And China, Um, and
0: China, China just kind of, you couldn't get it in from there.
1: Right. Yeah, um, nobody was, no one was bringing anything in. No one was shipping, okay. Um, okay. Know, we, yeah, we, so,
0: so many of those people, when this all started, so many of those people, because they were in a different cycle with it, they were shifting to uh, 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 making PPE and stuff like that. So yeah. a lot of, yeah, I could see where that then became
1: short. And a lot of the shortage was actually freight. Um, you know, they couldn't get trucks out. You know, all the trucks right. were just, you know all the uh necessary stuff but how, you know. how
0: long does salsa stay
1: good um ours you have two years okay once you, once you open it it lasts five minutes
0: gotcha so you didn't really you didn't so that that wasn't an issue it wasn't peri-
1: it wasn't perishable stuff no just when the fresh produce comes in that's when it's most vulnerable so so First of all, I'm really glad you came
0: on to talk about this stuff. I know it's not easy, and so I appreciate it. What advice would you give people out there in a similar situation to what you just went through?
1: Um, reevaluate, reevaluate your priorities. Um, you know, look look what you have at home. Um, determine what's more important. Um, right. You know, how important is your business? How you know how much do you have into it? You know, risk over gain. Um, You know, if if it's if it's something you and your entire family believe in, and it's worth hanging on to, give it everything you got. Right. Um, You know, make make that decision as as a family. Um, You know, we were fortunate because we were basically we when this COVID hit, we were debt free. We just owed our suppliers. That helped.
0: That 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 helped a lot. You were so that this is an interesting point that you're bringing up, and this is what we saw with some of the businesses that fell apart: is that they weren't in any shape or form of a strong financial position before it hit, and the time to recover was just going to be impossible.
1: I mean, we had no, we have no investors. Um, You know, we didn't have a huge loan. We owe ourselves. I mean, we took a lot of money. 401k and right. you know in credit cards to get it running but you know that's that's a that's different all thing you know, well. yeah. Yeah. You almost in a situation
0: like this you almost have to say look that's sunk cost and we we'll either we we'll yep. either it, either it, it'll either you know I, I think a big problem people have and, and is and this is a behavioral finance thing that's important for people to kind of get a handle on is anchoring right so when these kind of things hit, it's really critical to get present of what's going on, what's going on right now, right here, right now. Right. And not to somebody, you know, all these people say we want to get back to normal. There is no normal. That's done. That ship sailed. It's I, a new normal. There's not even a new normal. You know, <laughs> there, you there's. No. Uh, how about we want to get. Uh, we want to just live and come out the other side and 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 if we can stay alive through this that's great um because the thing is is that you know nobody knows how long this is. nobody has the right way out of it um, and you know in all fairness, you know uh, people are trying different things and, and you know some will work and some won't but um I think you hit on something that i i I talk about with people is you had some values in play in the business. Yes. You know, and family first is one of the, is one of the yep. values I heard loud and clear. And, you know, people like to make fun of values and mission statements and that kind of stuff. But those are the very things that save you in these situations because you, it's an automatic reset to the values.
1: It, it, it's, it's ironic because, you know, it, People say that, you know, the value statements, they're hokey. and um, But, you know, you, you, you have a sense of purpose. What really is your sense of purpose? We're not doing this to get rich. We're not doing this to make money. Um, it, it, it's, it's nice to start getting a paycheck, yep. but we want to provide jobs. That's our number right. one priority. That's
0: right. And I think one of the things people don't understand about values, and actually when we had to help some of the companies that did go under, you know, we pointed out to them that they didn't have values and you know that if they that before they start the next venture, get some values. You know, what is it that's really important to them? You know, the one that got me through mine was is just fun. I mean, you know, I just said, Well, you know what? No matter what, I'm gonna make this fun. Right. Yeah. And a little help from Bobby. Bobby's awesome, but he was he's a movie star, so he's hard to get a hold of. Right. You <laughs> know. Um, well, what um what would be your parting message that you would like everybody to take away
1: from, you know, our time together here? Um, just keep in mind what's important to you. Um, you know, if if you're doing a, a business or something just for money, um, it, it's probably not going to um, succeed. Um, you know, the, to me, the P and L is just a report card. It, it's a byproduct of doing everything right. If you do everything right it will show up in the PL. Mm-hmm. Don't run your business. Don't manage the p l Just do what's right. Mm-hmm. You know, take care of your people. Um, build the top line. Um, top line will take care of a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the negatives and a lot of the evils. Well, great message. I really appreciate you coming on. And um, thanks for, for doing this. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more posts out on LinkedIn from everybody. You got it.